my top five podcasters, Chris, 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 Chris Lambert, and probably myself, but this ain't about that. The mundane festival is where you at. If you've been tapped in, you know what's up. If you're a first-timer, hey, welcome to the club. The cost of admission is simply a subscription. Then rating and reviewing it wherever you're listening. Don't worry about change-ups. The cast won't break up. Even with that million-dollar contract, show up a stand-up guy who's a stand-up comedian with a stance on everything from food to media. So welcome to the show. Please take your seat. Let's find out what he's got in store this week. Who, me? I'm Don. Will you open the act? Thanks for coming out. Please clap. The Mundane Festival with your host, Chris Lambert. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another edition of the Mundane Festival Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Lamberth, reporting this episode on Sunday, May 28th, 2023. Remember, as always, you can subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast listening apparatus. If you're really into this thing, go over to Apple Podcasts, give this show a five-star review, wherever you listen to shows. Wherever you listen, give this show a five-star review. You let everybody know why you like it, because it makes me feel good about myself and most of the life decisions that I've made so far. You can email the show at mundanefestivalpod at gmail.com. Let me know what's on your mind. More importantly, what's on your heart. Um, What else can you do? If you really feel good about this show, if you want to take your relationship with this show to an even deeper level, go over to patreon.com slash mundanefestival and subscribe. It's three bucks a month. For hours and hours and hours of bonus content. This is episode 650. That's a lot. That's 10 years of hardcore, high-quality podcasting that several hundred of you (laughs) listen to on a weekly basis. I really appreciate it. I appreciate the people that listen to this thing because... Like I always say, I don't want to feel like I'm throwing this stuff out in the in the abyss. And I'm glad that some people react react or in, not necessarily react. They interact with the show like I might get a tweet here and there. So it's good to, to know that everybody who listens to this isn't just a passive listener. They'll just say, oh, I like that thing you said about that thing that you were talking about on the show this week. It's nice to get a. An email. I got an email from somebody who I thought was like, oh, this is a person that listened to the show. But then he was trying to offer help, I guess, to get my, my numbers up or something. But uh, he didn't say how much that costs. He said, I really like listening to such and such episode. I think it was the episode that I did with Andy Pitts. A quarter of the a quarter of a man, I think, was the name of the episode. And he liked it. And I thought that was a really good episode. I said some things. We shared some things. Andy and I did. And uh, I thought we had a great conversation. We went to places that I didn't think we would go. So that's always fun when you plan out something and then it happens. Something uh, positive happens in an organic fashion, if you will. Uh, But he was trying to sell his services. 
And I'm thinking to myself, like, dude, you see how many listeners, <laughs> you see how many listeners I have. Uh, this is not a burgeoning uh, podcast. This is not a, a podcast that is uh, uh, making money in abundance. But uh, I find value in doing this for its intrinsic value. And it makes me feel good sometimes. And uh, I like talking to people. I like a lock, a lock. I like talking to uh, my peers and comedy compadres. I've I've really enjoyed doing that over the years, and um, yeah, and talking to people, other artists, uh, other people that are doing things in the world. So I thought I just would just say that, uh, say what's on my heart at this moment on a beautiful. Sunday morning. Every every day really is beautiful when you wake up. My mother always says, "Yep, I'm in the I'm in the land of the living." You know, so it's always good when you wake up on you wake up in the land of the living. Um, what else do I want to say? This is I think this might I don't know how long this one's gonna be. Uh, I know sometimes when I say I don't know how long it's gonna be, guys, and I'm talking to you for an hour and forty five minutes. I don't know that I'll do that with this one, but um, I had a pretty good week. I had uh, a lot of TPS reports, a lot of learning new things, evolving, uh, and just learning as much as I can. It's 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 busy. I saw some movies for the Patreon folks. There's a letterbox dump that I did. So some of the recent movies I've seen in the theater. Uh, are the those are up uh, on behind the paywall, and uh, you got a video clip of your boy doing stand up. I chopped up some footage, uh, and I posted it. It's a joke uh, from my set on Gotham Comedy Live that I did back in 2014, which is proof that I have bars. Uh, and that is an evergreen joke that still gets, uh, I just call it can't watch the news, but, uh, that is a joke that I think that's one of my first jokes. One of my first like good jokes. Um, I remember. So in 2020, when I got my exercise bike, um, the guy from Amazon who put it together recognize me from that joke i those of you that have been listening for for a long time might remember that i had my mask on following protocol i was in another room cleaning up and uh he was in the living room putting the bike together and he said you look you look familiar i said oh maybe i've been on tv a few times or something maybe you've seen me so no i remember thinking i remember seeing you at a comedy club and he had this joke about the news and this missing kid. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, that's that's me, man. I was really uh, floored by that. Um, that was a very humbling moment uh, when you're not famous, when you're just a, a dude with a day job and you you practice your practice your craft whenever you get a chance, whenever they let you on stage. Because if you're not famous, you have to wait till they get you on stage. You can get on stage, but when you... You know what I'm talking about when you're trying to get booked at uh, at some of these a lot of these places. Um, it was it was really cool to to have him say that and to be recognized that way. 
um, that was really, um, really cool. So I'm happy that um, people are liking it. It's, I've been getting a good response. Some of the biggest responses that I've gotten on social media in a long time. Uh, and I think that's proof that I now need to put more stuff out. So hopefully I'm going to I'm going to try to I'm going to make the commitment to say every Thursday at 1030, I'm going to post a new clip um, and I'm going to share share some jokes with you guys, because I think um, I have been I've, and I've said it on the show a lot of times, I, I'm a little too precious when it comes to the material and the way things are in this day and age, uh, you have to put yourself out there. So, um, yeah, I'm going to put myself out there. I guess Instagram will be the, the, the main hub for that. And then I'll just post in other areas, uh, in social media, but, uh, look, look to Instagram, uh, for new clips. Uh, some from that said, some new, new stuff, some jokes you might've heard before, but so what? I'm posting them uh, because that seems to be the thing to do. I'm am I a little late to the game? Yes, uh, but it's just for own per, my personal weirdness and insecurity. Um, yes, yeah, so I'm I'm gonna do that. I'm I'm trying to do things uh, that I'm afraid of. Uh, so I'm that that kind of scares me. But I'm gonna lean into the fear. And just put myself out there as much as I can. So that's that's what your boy is going through. So if you if you see it, see these clips, uh, and you like them, give it a like. You know, I'm not for everybody, but for the people that like me, they really do like me as a comic. Uh, so look forward to more of that. I have some shows coming up. I have a really uh, seems like a really fun show uh, coming up next weekend in Rutherford, New Jersey. I know this is a big weekend in the tri-state area, especially in my neck of the woods because Taylor Swift is in town doing her heiress tour. I was reminded of that um, when I was coming from the grocery store, uh, driving down south on Route 17. And you know how, you know it's a big event when uh, people, you, you see the, like the, the traffic, uh, signs say event this weekend make sure you are are if you you can only get you can only get into the venue if you have a ticket and i was like oh that's oh I was like, yeah, taylor swift is in town because i remember shout out to uh comedian jared freed i saw yesterday that he made a joke about taylor swift being in town and i was like oh she's in town this weekend so i was like i've just put two and two together and then i saw another comic um uh, last night and we were talking about that she was going to the show uh, so she was saying that some people might be trying to tailgate and do all this stuff some people probably don't have tickets and they're trying to get in so that's going to be insane and I don't think I hope I don't run into any of that traffic tonight I don't think I will so I, I don't, I'm not 100% sure I think I think I'll be okay um, yeah, so yeah, that's, that's like comedy stuff. Uh, the show in, in Rutherford, um, it's called, it's called the, what is it called? It's called the next big thing. 
and it's at the Williams Center in um, uh, in Rutherford. So I'm excited about that. It looks like it's going to be fun. Those nice uh, event spaces uh, are always fun. I, I've I've uh, I want to keep up the streak of having good shows in places like that. Uh, shout out to the homie J L Covan for recommending me uh, to the Booker. So that should be a good time. I'm I'm really stoked for that. Um, last night I had a show at QED Astoria in Queens, Astoria Queens, and um, I was really excited about some new some new stuff that I wanted to do and it went really well and in those crowds QED Astoria is pretty small it's a small kind of like um it's got a it's got a coffee house vibe and when you get you get like 15 20 people in there you gotta you gotta show it's like that small if you got a group of people that are willing to rock with you they know it's a comedy show they're excited to be there. They paid to be there. And uh, they were locked in. And the host was, um, let me get let me get the host name because he fucking, he crushed it at the top. Rory Scholl. Rory Scholl? Scholl. Rory, S-C-H-O-O-L. Oh, shit. Rory, S-C-H-O-L-L. He hosted and uh, he was crushing up top. The crowd was hot. Then I went up there and uh, kind of riffed a little bit, doing some new stuff uh, with a mix of old. But the new stuff that I wanted to do like worked really well. I felt like a, 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 a baby deer trying to walk for the first time. Sometimes I feel that way when I'm working on a new a new bit. But they were rocking with me and they were kind of the laughs were were just like telling me where to go. And I felt really good about it. So it was it was just. I had a lot of fun and they they were rocking with me so uh I can't wait to get to get that uh to the point where I'm just like yeah this is I'm going to I'm going to beast on this so it was really good and I was just talking about personal stuff that that's the kind of stuff that seems to work for me the best and um yeah I'm just really falling in love with stand up again and uh I like like I told you I, within the last couple of years i've just fallen back in love with it i never really fell out of love but my love uh for the craft has deepened in a lot of ways i think when (laughs) when you when you get abused by time uh you start to cherish a lot of the things that that make you feel good and i and i was going back you know looking at clips and and chopping them up and stuff and and thinking like to myself like man i really I really was funny. <laughs> I am funny. But I was like, I was looking at that that set and I was like, that guy's that guy's pretty funny. You know? Like it's it's I don't I have a thing where I don't really like looking at my shit or looking at my stuff on. I was just like, ah, you know, it is it is what I can feel it. I know what it feels like to to do well uh on stage and stuff like that, but it, you have I have to get used to it. I think I started to get used to it now that the past three years I've had to put myself on tape and look at myself and, and say, oh, that guy's pretty good. He could drop a few pounds, but he's good. He could drop some LBs, but that that dude is he's pretty good looking. He's like a seven point five. 
You know, especially an eight when I get a haircut, I think. I believe in myself. And because um, if you don't, who who's who's going to believe in you? So, uh, yeah, I was just kind of like, man, I, that 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 I'm not going to get into any Al Bundy Polk high mo. Fuck it, man. That Gotham set was good and I'm chopping it up and uh, you'll get some of it. The closer on that one is a little I don't know how how much how I want to go if I want to post that. But uh, it it it's funny, but I think I would probably do that bit a little differently now. Um, I don't think it aged as well as some of the other stuff. But um, I looked at that set. That set's from almost nine. It's nine years ago, almost ten years ago. I'm like, wow, I was about four or five years in, and that was that was good. So I'm gonna go go harder at posting stuff. And I can see where I've been. I don't think that I've gotten any new followers because of it, but I, I feel like I've got more engagement with the people who already follow me. So we'll see. We'll keep doing it. And um, and I hope that you all enjoy it. It seems like those of you that are are, are, are watching it have been enjoying it. And I, I posted it on Facebook. And I think some other people are getting a chance to see what it is that I do. Because I think sometimes... Like that, that, that particular set was nine minutes and people don't really watch that anymore. I think the next, the next piece that I'm putting up is a little longer. I don't have like, I honestly don't have a lot of one minute jokes. I mean, they're, they're kind of bits. There's, there's chunks. There's some parts that are funny that connect to other things. Um, that's kind of how I work or just looking at my oeuvre of how, how I put things together. Um, and I, I, I don't know that I want to conform to the media, but it was one little joke. I mean, you can sit for uh, three minutes and watch something. I think you can. I, I believe that my audience can do that. We'll see. Um, so QED was really fun. And it's one of those places where like, I've had really good shows there. I've had fun there a lot of times. But I noticed, and I said this the last time I was there, I was doing uh, a friend of the podcast, Katie Compa. I was doing her show a few months ago, earlier this year. And she has a show called End of the Line. And I believe the show, if I'm not mistaken, is around 11 p.m. And it's a late show. And uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. But one of the things about that show, I remember doing it the first time I did it. It was a lot of fun. I had a great time. But you get right before her show is this really hot show. And I think it's it's one of the QED present shows that I was on last night. And um, it's booked by the club. And it was hot. And then these those people leave. And then there's other comics that come to the show at 11 to do the open mic spots on that show. So when you're up there and you're trying to do your thing, if it's not a big crowd, if it's not any civilians in the audience, you'll get just open micers. And it's like when I first started comedy, you're working in front of like the first team defense. So you're working in front of your peers as opposed to working your stuff out in front of 
civilians, like regular audience members that are just there to laugh and not do a set after yours. So I remember being on stage the last time I was there prior to this one was like, oh, yeah, you guys are trying to get on. You're not you're not engaging in what I'm doing. And I know this shit is funny because it's worked before and I'm just working it out. But whatever. So it goes. So it was nice to be on one of those book shows and and um, a book booked by the club that have a a, a draw. And um, yeah, it was just a, a really uh, a really good time. Really, I love those. Um, I think I thrive better. I don't know if I want to. I don't know that that's true. But when I'm doing showcase shows, I thrive better. I like the night, the night show, the late shows. Yeah, I do. I like that. Like, it reminds me of that Q-tip record. Um, what's that Q-tip record? Higher. I dominate flows, I dominate shows, and in the nighttime, my dominance grows. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. It makes me think of that record. Um, Yeah, so that was fun. Uh, Check out my episode on the Stays Crunchy and Milk podcast. That just got released to the mainstream public on a couple days ago, Friday, I believe. And uh, it's on my timeline, so check that out. I started listening to it on the way home. Uh, last night and it, it was good i had a good time i was really nerdy on the movies but those guys like that kind of stuff we were talking about it talking about uh some older movies and stuff um so that was a good time uh, i really enjoyed that so that's up man i so i woke up this morning and i have a new favorite white quarterback it's josh allen folks i i did not know this this took me by surprise uh, Josh Allen is now well we don't know for I, and I'm he is he was spotted I'm not saying he's dating her but he was spotted with Haley Steinfeld one of my favorite white starlets after rumored Brittany Williams breakup I don't know who um, Brittany Williams is uh, let's see. New couple alert. This is this is me stealing a segment from the black guy who tips. So don't don't. Uh, and you know what? I'm not. It is kind of stealing. But I think Rod and Karen would appreciate this. I mean, this would if if they got if they got to this before I did. Uh, I think maybe Rod would mention me or, or make fun of me because of uh, Haley Steinfeld. Let's see. She's one of my white starlets. Here we go. New couple alert. Bill's quarterback. New, well, new couple alert? Question mark. Bill's quarterback, Josh Allen, appears to have moved on from his rumored ex-girlfriend, Brittany Williams, after he was spotted with actress and singer Haley Steinfeld in New York City on Thursday night, according to photos obtained by The Post. Allen, 27, could be seen exiting a black SUV as Steinfeld, 26, stood nearby all right let's see he had on both of them rocked jeans on the for the night out she's got a on a nice white blazer he's got on a t-shirt and some jeans let's see the actress dressed in a white blazer and jeans for the night out with alan while alan wore a white t-shirt and blue slacks so i don't know if it, it looks like those are some nice pants josh I like those. 
they look like jeans, but you're just a nice, you can rock a casual. I need to do stuff like that. That looks good. It is believed to be the first time the pair has been photographed publicly. Allen made headlines last month when he and Williams were the subject of breakup rumors. I'm not going to click on that because that's a, a whirlwind of, that's just another um, tunnel that I don't want to go down. The moves came after, the, okay, Williams, unfollow, Williams unfollowed Allen on Instagram and appeared to celebrate her birthday without him. The moves came after they vacationed together in March 2023. It's unclear when Allen and Williams called it quits. The exes who were together for more than five years have yet to directly address the speculation publicly. Williams have since Williams has since moved removed any trace of the couple's relationship from her Instagram page. And Allen's last Instagram post about Williams was in April 2020. Alice, Alan and Williams, whose families were friends while growing up in Fresno, California, met as eight-year-olds at a pool party. Oh, man, that fucking sucks. William, who began dating Alan in 2017, Williams, who began dating Alan in 2017, has supported the quarterback throughout his NFL career, including the moment the Bills selected him with the number, number seven overall pick in the 2018 draft. As for Steinfeld, the singer shared that she is currently single in her May 2023 cover interview with People, which was published earlier this week. Well, they they do that in advance. So she probably was single while they were doing that interview. Although the Oscar nominated actress is not rushing into anything, she did reveal what she's looking for in a partner. I ultimately want someone who supports me, who I can support and cheer on and be their biggest fan. She said, isn't that what everybody wants? I agree with you, Haley. I've been lucky enough to spend so much time with my family recently, and I have so many shining examples of what it should feel like to be with someone that makes you a better, makes you a better you. Oh, makes you a better you and happy. I'm not really looking, so I don't have a list of things. But I think the right person comes along when they do. And I imagine that's the greatest thing ever. It's an exciting thought to me, that part of life happening when it does, and I can only hope that it emulates what I grew up around. Wow, she's really fucking mature for 26, and I think I was talking to somebody about that uh, a couple of nights ago, and I was, um, yeah, that that is good. That's really what you want. I would want that. I mean, my parents argued a lot when I was a kid, but they loved each other. It was clear by the way that they, in their actions. But uh, that is true. Like, if you grow up around in a positive, uh, mostly positive environment around parents who love love each other, then then it is, uh, then you, you want that for yourself. Uh, and that's a good model to have. So here she goes. She says, right now, I feel more confident in who I am than ever. And I feel just and I just feel so grateful to be doing what I love. The quarterback is the quarterback is currently preparing for his sixth NFL season with the Bills. Buffalo is currently in the midst of OTAs before mandatory mini camp begins on June 13th. So, Josh Allen, you are my new favorite white quarterback. I don't know if I ever had that as a slot. I don't think I ever did. It hasn't, or at least I haven't had one in a long time. So I've, I've liked the way he played. You know, I didn't like 
I didn't want him to beat um, Patrick Mahomes um, when they played together in that that playoff game. Um, he's a big, strong guy. He he can scramble. Uh, he got a good team, and I saw where DeAndre Hopkins got released from the Cardinals a couple of days ago, and I just when I was looking uh, to uh, talk about this. Um, situation, the situation ship with between Haley and uh, Josh. I saw that DeAndre Hopkins said that he likes Josh Allen. So you never know. You see what happens. He could be in the Super Bowl uh, next year, and we could see uh, Haley Steinfeld wearing a, a Bills jersey. If you don't know, like I, Haley Steinfeld, really talented actress. Um, a segment of of uh, Failed running back uh, features me uh, talking about her. Um, so, yeah, my new, my favorite white quarterback, Josh Allen. Welcome. I don't know, just just welcome. Not necessarily to the cookout, but just welcome, my brother. In air quotes. Uh, don't do anything racist. Um, also, I didn't know this. I. After doing this, the last week's episode, uh, talking about Jimmy Butler, how he makes everybody look fraudulent. I know they're going to game seven. I was didn't realize that that game was that crazy until I got home uh, earlier this morning. Uh, late, well, late, late last night and uh, saw about that buzzer beater. I don't really care. LeBron's not in it anymore, but I guess it was a hell of a it looked like a hell of a play. Um I'm sure I'll watch watch it uh, after I finish recording this. Um, I don't really care about the finals. I guess I would kind of... It'd be nice to see... I think the finals are going to be fun. And I think I'm going to lock into the finals. I'm going to try to lock into the finals and really enjoy it. I like all the talk. I like hearing um, the talking heads talk about this stuff, but... To watch, maybe I watch the last few minutes of some of these games, but um, I'm gonna try to lock in and watch these finals. Hopefully, they they don't they're not gonna come on so late at night. I hope tip off isn't at like nine thirty for some fucking reason, you know. But I was looking up to you know every every time I post a new episode, I'll try to post a picture of one of the subjects that I'm talking about. I was looking up. Jimmy Butler picks. And I saw that he went out with Selena Gomez in 2020. And I was part of me wanted to hate, but I was just like, no, no, I get it. They're both from Texas. I don't know. Maybe it just didn't work out or something, but they, I think they did go out. Um, or there was, it was rumored that they went out and that made me like Jimmy Butler even more. So I'm, a bigger Jimmy Butler fan, um, not just because of, of his play on the court. Um, his off-the-court game is pretty good, too. And he also dated Shea Mitchell, from the black girl from uh, Pretty Little Liars. So that was that was pretty neat. I, yeah, I'm a, I'm a Jimmy. I'm a Hemi Butler fan now, more of a fan now. So Josh Allen, Jimmy Butler, two of my faves. Um, TV stuff. Um, Power Book 2 is over officially now. 
I thought the season was terrific. Um, so that's gone. We got ending the ending of Succession, the season finale, series finale of Succession and the series finale of Barry tonight, man. I'm so excited. I like Succession a lot. I understand the hysteria. I think it's good. Some of the financial stuff is a little lost on me. Then I have to go to YouTube or listen to a podcast to get everything. But I really do like that show. I like the acting. It's very. It's a very good top-tier prestige TV kind of show. And I think it might serve me better to one day go back and watch from the beginning. Uh, but it is, it's very good. That being said, I love Barry. I really love Barry. Uh, and I, I think it's, I think it's a terrific show and I'm hoping that they stick the landing. Um, or just, and it, and it feels like because Bill Hader has so much, uh, Autonomy with the show, he can do whatever he wants. I'm sure it's the ending that he wants. So I'm gonna, I feel like I'm gonna be good with it. You know what I mean? Whether, yeah, I just feel like I'm gonna be good with it. It's not like uh, an, an, another, he and his team did what they wanted to do. And there's not much of an other entity like HBO, like saying, you need to make this happen instead of this. So I'm excited to see how that turns out. Because that's a really compelling show. Um, I, yeah, I really I really dig that. And that's going to be fun to to go back to and, and watch. I'm um, still watching Silo. I like that. It's kind of like a, an allegory about society. Social stuff. Uh, the way they treat art in that one. Um, that's good. I've been watching that. Um uh, what's what's the show? Uh, uh, Yellow Jackets ended. I yeah. I might need to run that back because I, I I just was not locked in to it, or uh, maybe I don't care. I don't know. I just I don't I don't know. Um, Mu- Ted Lasso. Everybody says it's. They think it's coming back. I don't. I don't think the show's coming back. Because of its UK, uh, not necessarily UK vibe, but because it could be, it puts you in the mind of a lot of these UK shows like The Office or, or something like that. Like it might, it might come back for a, a special, but I think the series is done. I think with this episode that comes out next week, I think the series will be over. At least that's what I thought. Um, like, again, I did not hate it like a lot of some people, Jay Okovan, hate it. But I think it's I thought it was I thought it was fine. Uh, I just don't think I just I, I just think it's darker than everybody thinks it is. It's not just a happy go lucky show. I think people misinterpret the show being good to to being during a time where we were in the pandemic to uh, for it to just be like um, to make them feel good, like a show making you feel good doesn't mean that it's necessarily the brightest show ever made. You know what I mean? 
There's a lot of melancholy in that show. And I, I don't mind it, but it's not the most uplifting show. Ted is going through some shit, man. He's divorced his wife. He's away from his kid, you know. That's not happy-go-lucky. He's trying to, trying to uh, win some soccer matches and stuff. Anyway, whatever. I think it's over. I think after next week, it's over. After this week, it's over. Um, music. I've been listening to some music, folks. Um, shout out to the homie Courtney Farrington. We were talking about concerts and stuff like that. And Courtney is, um, I got to get him back on the show. He's a, he's a man about town and he knows like all the cool stuff going on because I called him about, uh, uh, one of these venues out in Brooklyn to, uh, these concert venues. And we were talking and we were just talking about music. He was saying, yeah, I'm going to next week. I'm going to go see this dude flower child. And it's, and because he's a newer artist, his name is spelled F L W R. Uh, then C H Y L D, two separate words, Flower Child. And he's a singer, songwriter, producer from Atlanta, I believe, or he's in the Atlanta, Atlanta scene. RB soul guy. Very good. Really love this uh, record. I think that I listened to, ooh, I'm because I, I downloaded two of them. Um, on I only listened to one so far and I believe I listened to ooh did I listen let me just see I listened to Love in Chaos L-U-V one word N one word and then Chaos third word Love in Chaos which came out in 2022 and then he's got a he's got a new album is this the new album nope that is not I think, I think, uh, you know, I didn't know I was going to go this deep into the I, the, the um, Apple Music. At any rate, the album I listened to is really good. And I was away from my phone and I find found out that uh, he did a record with Amber Navran called Found Our Way. That's a, a nice record. Amber Navran from Moonchild, uh, who's like one of my, another group that I really enjoy, a newish group that, that's been out for a few years. Um, I really like that record. I was like, so these people, these really talented people associate with each other. And I was just like away from, I was like, that sound like Amber. Sound like Amber Navran. Like, oh shit. So I was vibing out to that. I'm going to listen to more of his stuff. Um, he's really good. Um, uh, so I'm, I've been listening to, uh, yesterday I was watching some tiny desk concerts. I was, was watching, uh, Daniel Caesar's tiny desk from a couple years ago, uh, a few years back actually. And he's really good, man. I know he got canceled for saying some dumb shit, but he's Canadian. He didn't know whatever he said. I don't know what, I forget what he said. Somebody can probably look it up and, and tell me, but I think a guy's got a great voice. He has this... That Freudian album is good. And that uh, Get You record was his... I think the, the record that put him on the map. Uh, and I, it makes me want to go and listen to his other stuff. Um, but that was a great set. That was a great Tiny Desk. He had her doing um, uh, the best part, the duet that they have together. 
So she came on and sung that with him. Uh, that's a really sweet record. That That's a really nice jam. Um, that's not really a jam. It's just like that's more of a nice, beautiful duet. Jam has like a groove to it, I would say. At any rate, it's a beautiful song. I really enjoyed that. Um, I was listening to some Nick Hakeem. I'm, I got tickets to see him uh, in July in Woodstock, New York. So I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be fun. Uh, it's, I think it's... I think that's going to have the same vibe of the time that I went to see Rachel Yamagata. Of maybe it was before the pandemic, so it might have been might have been 2017, 2018, where uh, she was playing at um, Daryl's house in Pauling, New York. I don't think that's that is not Westchester. That is a village in New York State. What county is that? That is Dutchess County. Yeah. So that's like a, ah, probably like an hour and change from me. Um, I remember just this one night that I couldn't sleep. And um, I wake up and I'm just, I don't know, maybe I'm scrolling through Instagram or something. And I see Rachel Yamagata come up. Oh, I have this concert, this little this show in New York. And I'm like, how far is that from my day job? And I looked, I was like, it's not that far. Tickets aren't that expensive. And uh, I took myself out on a date. I got the tickets. I got off, uh, after I got off work, uh, I went to, where did I go? I went to Frank Pepe's in Connecticut because it was close, close to the border. And then I just went over and drove up to that venue to Daryl's house. And they had this like cabaret style seating and, it was, it was like an acoustic thing. I think I think she was just by herself. And um, she fucking, she was great. Um, so, yeah, it's an hour and 20 minutes. Hour and 23 minutes away from me. 69 miles. Um, so I'm looking to have a, a good time uh, up there seeing Nick Hakeem. It's not in Pauling. This, this one's in Woodstock. It's about the same distance from me, uh, just in maybe, a, I think, a different direction. But um, upstate New York's just fucking beautiful. And every time I get to go, I like it. I've never really like I've I've gone done stuff in Saugerties, done shows in Saugerties, done a show in Saugerties. And I like toured the that area, went to the lighthouse and all that. I think that might be on my Instagram. If you did a super deep dive, I'm not 100 percent sure. Um, but that was a long time ago. And um, this is like upstate New York is one of those places where you like I need to when I travel like that, I need to stop and smell the roses a little more than I've been doing. I remember one time in particular where uh, I was traveling upstate and uh, had a gig at that Del Lago Casino, which is the best <laughs> This is fat boy shit, but it's the best, uh, best buffet that I've ever been to. It's so good. They were, I think, uh, I think when you go to a hotel, like, I mean, when you're at a resort like that, 
all the food is probably, I don't know, delivered by Cisco or some shit, you know? There's a big, big corporation that deal with, like, food and, and uh, you know, uh, food service type stuff. So all the food's probably good there. But I remember the first time I was there, it was like, oh, my God, this buffet is fucking incredible. And then the second time I, I went there, they said, oh, you know, you can get a pass and you can just eat at this bar. Like, I think one of their swankier bar restaurants or whatever. I was like, no, I just I'll just use my comp, my, you know, comp to the uh, buffet. <laughs> it was good. The second one, the second that I went to that I would say on that list of good places it was in delaware i think it was the harrington was it like the harrington casino let me see herring harrington uh harrington raceway i'm spelling this all wrong harrington raceway yeah harrington raceway and casino in delaware that was good too and there were, I could see, you could see who's making your food and there were black people in there and they were making the food. I remember telling, I remember telling my parents, my, I think my dad in particular, I was like, yeah, you know, they had some good seafood. It was just, it was just good. How was your set? I crushed. I had a great set, but, uh, that food was good. Harrington, Harrington Raceway and Casino. So if you ever find yourself in Delaware I always remember on Wayne's World, they're like, we're in Delaware. Um, that, that, uh, so they got, they've got, um, they got like a couple restaurants in there, it seems like. But whatever their buffet was, that was really good. I was impressed. Um, what else? Okay, I went on a tangent talking about that. But yeah, I was talking about just really going to really nice places and enjoying your like with beautiful scenery and just enjoying that. Because, OK, so, yeah. So the, the last time that I went to um, the Del Lago Casino, I should have just stopped and watched the set, parked my car and looked at the Finger Lakes and looked at that view. Instead, I went to see that live action Dumbo and. I could have even stopped in Ithaca to see, was that, where's that place? There was a, sh- a sneaker store that's up over there near Cornell. Cornell is, is Cornell in Ithaca? Cornell. Yeah, it is in Ithaca. I'm right. I forget the name of the the shoe store that I follow. Um, it was there. It was right there. And I could have went and just looked at the sneakers and it just checked something out that I looked at on Instagram for so many years, you know. But I didn't do that when I had the time. And I should have done that. But yeah, I've just been enjoying music lately. It's not not in, you did get a new artist, a newish artist, Flower Child, uh, who I haven't heard of, and maybe you guys have heard of him. But he is really good. That that album is is very good, so I'm gonna listen to more of his stuff. Um and since I did a, a letterbox dump, I did not. Uh, I'm I'm uh, really excited about um, across the Spider Verse. I rewatched Into the Spider Verse yesterday, and uh, so good, man. Uh, so good. 
about black fathers and black uncles. Uh, really good. Um, super excited for Across the Spider-Verse. I'm going to an early, not an early screening, but just early on Thursday. Um, and um, yeah, super excited. Past lives. I'm hoping to see as soon as I can. Within the first few days of it coming out, I'm I'm trying to trying to see that. Um, it's gonna be this like really big onslaught of summer movies now, uh, starting with Across the Spider Verse, Transformers, Indiana Jones. I'll give because of Haley Steinfeld and the movie Bumblebee. Shout out to the Bumblebee conundrum on the failed running back, the last uh, track on failed running back, which is the a bonus track of me talking about Bumblebee and Transformers and stuff. Um, yeah, I'm going to give, I'm going to give that new Transformers movie a shot. I'm going to give it a shot, uh, because, uh, I like what they did with Bumblebee. So I'm i I'm gonna check it out. Um, yeah. So I did a letterbox dump that's over on Patreon, but I will talk about this, uh, Michael J. Fox, uh, documentary. Uh, it's called still, a Michael J. Fox movie, and I'll read you this blurb on Letterboxd. A short kid from a Canadian army base becomes the international pop cultural pop culture darling of the 1980s, only to find the course of his life altered by a stunning diagnosis. What happens? What happens when an incurable optimist confronts an incurable disease? This is really terrific. This is on Apple TV+. The homie J.L. Covan recommended it on his show, On Righteous Prick. Um, I've been eyeing it, and I dude, this was another night where insomnia was uh, battling with me. And I said, you know what? This Michael J. Fox movie dropped. I'm going to check it out. And uh, it's really good. Uh, the optimism that he has in spite of this incurable disease of having MS uh, is amazing. It's not really much to spoil, but there's there were a lot of things I didn't know about his life. Uh, one in particular where he, you know, started to book stuff in, in Canada and he wanted to take his game to the next level. Uh, his dad took him to L.A., drove him to L.A. and took him to his auditions and stuff. And it reminded me of uh, my dad, uh, both my parents, actually, but uh, my father in particular, the first time I got on an airplane was uh, with my dad. And we flew from Baltimore to Chicago. It was like an hour and a half flight. And that was my first time uh, on a plane. And that's one of those memories that I'll have that'll stay with me, hopefully till I die. Hopefully I don't get Alzheimer's, but... Uh, Maybe I can listen back to the pop, this podcast and remember it, I guess. But um, that, I think, now that he's gone, that's one of my favorite. One of my favorite memories with him. Get on the plane. I was scared. I was 22. <laughs> he was with me. And we flew out to Chicago. I had a deep, real deep dish pizza for the first time. Uh, we, I remember we used to like Uno's pizza, but this was the real, like Giordano's, we had Giordano's. I think we might have had it, uh, delivered to our hotel room and it was really good. 
and uh, I didn't want him to go meet the my uh, who would end up being my one of my professors. I had done this audition, and I uh, just just did an audition piece for her, and um, interviewed with her, and I remember we had breakfast. I had I had the again food stuff. I think we we stayed at a Holiday Inn in downtown Chicago. It was pretty nice, and uh, I had like one of the best omelets I ever had. Um, it was like a Mexican style omelet with like the beef, and it was just really good. I remember that, and it was really fun. And um, you were just kind of there for business, knock knocked it out, and then. They gave me an offer, like I gave. They gave me some scholarship money, and uh, I remember getting accepted. And I was like, "Do you think we can do this?" I'm mean, kind of tearing up right now. I was like, "Do you think we can do this? Can I go to grad school? Can we make it happen?" And uh, my dad, they were like, "Yeah, we'll make it happen." And uh, years later, I'm on Broadway and doing TV stuff and uh, doing comedy. So. Yeah. Woo. Okay. Did not expect to go there, but uh that that stuff really got to me. Um and he had his he had his family behind him and he's he built a life and had his have his family behind him while he's going through the things that he's going through and uh it's it's fucking beautiful, man. Uh I don't know how tough I would be. Um, but he seems to be positive about it. Like, I don't want to spoil too much because there's things in it that you're just like, fuck, man. Wow. It's really, it's really good. Um, yeah, I didn't talk about it on the, I forgot to mention it on, on Patreon, but it was, um, it's a really good film. Um, and the grind that he went through when he was making, uh, Back to the Future and he was doing Family Ties, um, yeah, it was, it was really good. So, um, I think... Oh, we we almost did an hour, so that's not bad. I thought it was going to be like a half an hour, but you know, I can talk. I be I be blabbing. But, um, yeah, it was really good. If you're, if you're in the New Jersey area, come see me at the Williams Center uh, on the 3rd. Got some shows in the city uh, next week. I'll post about them and just slowly... Getting back together, the more shows in the city, I'll, I'll, I'll try to post. I will post whenever I get it. And you'll be getting some uh, stand-up clips uh, every Thursday at 1030 on Instagram. And then I'll just post in the other fields, other social media platforms so you can uh, check that out. And uh, if you like them, you, I mean, it's, it's, again, this shit's not for everybody. But if you like the, the jokes, sh- uh, share them, like them. And uh, let me know. Uh, so thank you, everybody, for listening. I really appreciate you all. And uh, I'll talk to you next time. Take it easy, everybody.